Sugar bugs. I know what you're thinking. What in the world are sugar bugs? Well, unfortunately, a lot of us deal with them, especially when we're younger, too. And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of Harford County Living with me, Rich Bennett. You see, February is National Children's Dental Health Month. The Harford County Health Department wants to remind parents that their children can avoid cavities. Brushing your teeth twice a day with a fluoride toothpaste, cleaning between your teeth daily, eating a healthy diet that limits sugary beverages and snacks, and seeing your dentist regularly for prevention and treatment of oral disease are keys to a lifetime of healthy teeth and gums. And if you do this, guess what? Hopefully we'll be able to keep them sugar bugs away. Welcome to Hartford County Living with Rich Bennett. My name, of course, is Rich Bennett, professional disc jockey, podcaster, and just an all-around nice guy. Each week, I'm going to take you on a journey to talk to different people that have ties to Hartford County, whether they're business owners, actors, authors, musicians. We'll talk about some of the issues and how we can solve them. So sit back and please enjoy another episode of Hartford County Living with me. Rich Bennett. February is Children's Dental Health Month and we at the Harvard County Health Department always like to highlight the wonderful things that our dental clinic is doing and so we many people may not know that we actually have a dental clinic located in Edgewood um, and so we have two of our dental hygienists here today and and Don Anthony and Miriam can you what's your last name? Marina Schmidt. Marina, I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. Okay. And so we are going to just talk about the services that we provide and maybe some tips for children during Dental Health Month and always. So Dawn, do you want to talk about the dental clinic and, sure. and your programs that you All do? Right. Thank you, Molly. Yes, we're so excited that February is Children's Dental Health Month. We always like to acknowledge it because it's such an important opportunity to talk to children about their dental care and their dental needs and not only talk to the children, but talk to the parents, because the parents, of course, are the ones that bring us to the bring their children to the clinic, and they need to be educated as well on the importance of children's dental care. So a little uh, overview of our clinic. We've been in operation since 2008. We're located on Hanson Road in Edgewood. We serve um, children from the age of one to the age of 21. And the population that uh, we see is um, especially needed in Harford County because uh, there's not always services available to folks that uh, are on medical assistance and we're able to see those folks and take care of their dental needs. So we've been fortunate that we've been a very successful uh, clinic. We've seen over uh, 10,000 patients. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So we've seen a lot of patients. Over Since the years, what year? 2008. Wow. Yes. So we have children that come and they at least stay a lifetime. They, sometimes they stay a lifetime and other times they only visit us once because there's a lot of movement in Hartford County, as we all know, yeah. with APG, people coming and going. So sometimes, unfortunately, we only see the child once and we don't see them again. But a lot of times they come and stay a lifetime with us. So it's very rewarding that way. And particularly when we see some of our patients get older and then they become pregnant and they can come see us when they're pregnant. We see pregnant moms and we're delighted to see them because we have an opportunity to teach them about oral health for their infant while they're still pregnant. So it's really great. We can kind of bridge that gap from pregnancy all the way through infancy and see that child. So it's, it's a great thing. 
Yeah. And you guys are what, right there at Edgewood Plaza, right? Is that 755 in Hanson? Hanson Road. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're across from the library mm-hmm. and uh, next to the karate place. So that's how I always tell my children at school. We have a school program, which I didn't get into yet, but we'll talk about that shortly. Okay. How we're in the schools, and we're doing lots of programs in the schools. Marina's been helping me this year with that. Children need to come to the dentist by the age of one. That is the recommendation by the American Dental Association. And a lot of folks say to me, why age of one? The child sometimes only has a few teeth. Well, but, that's teeth, right? <laughs> still. <laughs> but we usually use that opportunity to teach the parents how to take care of the child's teeth. It's an educational moment for us. So um, we bring the child in. We do what we call a knee-to-knee exam usually. We wear them parent, the guardian um, faces the provider, the hygienist usually. We sit knee to knee, we lay the child down on our lap, the child lays back and opens his mouth, and we're able to examine, look at soft tissues, look at teeth, go over brushing with moms and dads, uh, even review flossing at that age, and particularly talk about the diet and how important that is for the child's dental health. Um, We find, unfortunately, that a lot of Children are drinking way too much juice, so we're uh, encouraging drinking water, particularly fluoridated water, and how important that is in the development of the child's teeth. So we use that opportunity to to talk to the parents about um, the care of their child's teeth. Then, of course, encourage them to come every six months for their checkups. So now now you got me scared about the juice part. (laughs) No, I'm serious, because of my kids, it was always important to give them juice, real juice, not the concentrated stuff. Right. So apparently you're not supposed to give them too much. And I don't think I ever gave any of my kids any water when they were babies. Oh, yeah. So Maybe that explains a lot uh, about them. <laughs> <laughs> We're really full of sugar, so we don't uh, encourage a lot of juice drinking. So we stick to water and milk and juice only at mealtime. So in between meals, it should be strictly water is what we promote. And fluoridated water, tap water. Mm-hmm. Boy, I messed up. <laughs> oh, well, it's an opportunity at that first visit for us to educate. A lot of times when the moms go and take their child to the pediatrician for their well visit, they don't have an opportunity to, to discuss dental. They're yeah. talking about everything else. Molly, you're a new mom. You know about how, how it go, is when you go to the pediatrician. They don't always talk about uh, the teeth. It's, right. it's growth Sweet. and other things that you're concerned about when you go visit the, de- the doctor. But... The teeth are kind of neglected sometimes at those visits. Well, the other thing, too, you said starting at one, so some of them may not even have teeth, but it's important, to, I guess, to show the parents how to treat the gums as well, right? Of course, yes. Not only do they want them to brush teeth, but we want them to cleanse their mouth. We have these uh, little, uh, what we call tooth tenders. It's almost like a little sponge that we can put on the finger and clean out the child's mouth with a little sponge, and it's very important to clean the, the mouth thoroughly so that the child doesn't get um, fungus infections and other uh, nasty things. So it is important to clean the mouth. Fungus infections? <laughs> yes, uh, yeast infections the child can get. Yes, believe it or not. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it is important. You have more schools that you're in now too, right? We are. Uh, well, well, first of all, uh, Marina's helping me with the school programs. We do the screenings for the pre-K and the K children in eight Title I schools, and we do all pre-K in the whole county of Harford County. The whole county? The whole county. And then we do the second and third grade children in eight Title I schools for the dental sealant program. And I think last time we talked, there was only two of you doing this, right? 
Uh, it was me last year. Now, I, now we have two. <laughs> Marina so and now I it's two. Together. <laughs> yeah, so it's been great. Marina's a recent graduate from University of Maryland, got her... Uh, master's, master's in public health mm-hmm. um, la- last December, so just started with the um, health department in September. So it's been good, it's been fun, and it's eye-opening about the need in Hartford County in these Title I schools, so it's great to have this program available. You got your degree in public health? Yes. Is that what you originally went to college for? I originally went for my dental hygiene degree, which I got my bachelor's in in 2017, and then I started my master's in public health directly after. So it's what I wanted to do all along. I know I wanted public health, but dental hygiene is just, you know, it's a very good mesh. It you were the really very needed, few ones you know? that that's what you wanted to do originally. Yeah, Because everybody is. else, it seemed like they were doing something else, and then decided to get into public health. Oh, really, Christina? We're just talking in the car about how I feel like everybody, at least in our area in Bel Air, all well, went to school for public health, and I'm like the outcast. Yeah, because remember, Rania says she was going, she wanted to be a doctor or whatever, and then mm-hmm. they did a lecture on public health, and she went to it. Mm-hmm. And that's when she decided that she wanted to get into public health. Dr. Moy, what, had his own practice, mm-hmm. and then switched over to public health. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, then slap me. No. <laughs> I, just, I, I mean, a lot of the other ones we talked to, they were doing something else, different. Yeah, it's really... You, I guess you don't realize like the extent of public health until you get to like all the different avenues. Yeah. I didn't even know what public health was when I was in, I mean, I don't even, in college. A lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. still don't, yeah. yeah. Right. It's hard to explain. It is. Mm-hmm. And when you, j- just Google what is public health and it, forget it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just get one of our brochures. Yeah, that'll work too. (laughs) (laughs) So you've been here since what? September, you said? September, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you like it so far? It's really good. Yeah, I have a great mentor, so that helps a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's good because to just use my dental hygiene degree in not a private practice setting, to use it in more a public health setting, I'm able to help the community that I grew up in and realize that there is this great need and to serve those children who really need the help. It's very eye-opening and it's a really great experience. That's I like awesome. It a lot. Mm-hmm. So now you're working full-time. I'm with the health department three days a week. So oh. I'm in the schools about three days a week and then I also have another job downtown with the University of Maryland. So okay. I'm doing a little bit of everything. How, and you're, but Dawn, you're working part-time too, right? I am. So how are you both doing all this with, between all the schools and it's just you two? We manage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're very organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we create a schedule, we share calendars, and we keep it rolling. So we, but you're only doing three days a week, and you're doing... Three days. Three. Mm-hmm. So it works. It works. I like pulling my hair out What a little bit <laughs> I have left, but still. I don't know. I don't, yeah. Especially Marie, now that you're doing great. pre-K throughout the whole county. I'm right? sorry? Did you say you're doing pre-K throughout the whole county yes. now? So how yes. many how many schools is that? Uh, we have about 46 pre-Ks classrooms that we go. No, it's more than that. 46? It's, I don't know. I'm sorry. It's, wow. It's still it's a lot of classes. <laughs> Not e- each school has at least four, at least four mm-hmm. classes. So we're, we're hopping around. So how many times during the school year do you visit each school? 
one school, each school only about a week to two weeks, depending on the how large the school is. Some of our larger schools, like William Peca and Old Post Road, were there for almost two weeks. Deerfield were there for about two weeks, because they're big schools. And then our other schools were there usually a week. So you're basically, throughout the schools, you're there the whole school year then? Just about, yeah. Wow. We're ha- happier than when we don't have snow days, let's put it that way. <laughs> I was going to say, with mm-hmm. snow days, mm-hmm. or a chance of snow days, um, yeah. I mean, what are you doing? That? I mean, obviously, you can't go to the schools, but is that does that push your schedule back? or? It does. Um, we try to build in a couple of cushion days in the, in the winter months for okay. that purpose. But uh, there's always things to do. There's We have... Um, Plenty to do. Not only do we screen the children, but of course we educate the children. We go to the classroom. We um, spend a bit, about a half an hour in each classroom discussing oral health and showing the children how to brush. We have videos that we show them, and we ask um, questions of the children, and they ask us questions. So we get to know them one on one a little bit before we actually see them in the dental chair, which is really nice and kind of breaks the ice a little bit in the classroom setting. The children do great in schools because they're in their own environment. I think they do better there at school than they do in the dental office sometimes. And sometimes when they're in front of their friends, they want to be you know, brave and sit in the dental chair. And <laughs> where they're with their moms or dads, they're not always so brave. And so it works out great, the programs in the schools. We're really delighted to see the kids in the school. And we feel a great connection, particularly with our office in Edgewood, when we have children that come to us that we see at school and we say, oh, remember me, I saw you at school, or they'll say, oh, I remember you, or I'll see children in the grocery store and they'll come up and they'll give me a hug, and Aww. I remember you, you're my dentist, and I'm like, well, I'm not your dentist, but I'm, I'm your hygienist <laughs> and I'm happy to take care of you. So those are the things that you'll start That's to sweet. see, Marina, as, as you're with the county longer, you'll start to see the children in the community, as you said, and that's really rewarding when that happens. So. I like to have that full circle come around when they're at the clinic and in the school and then in the community. It's really neat to have that whole thing happen at once. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a fun aspect of the job that you don't ever think about. That right. Especially like the, the clients that you said that were clients as like lifers and then yeah. are pregnant and then bring their kids in. Yeah. And just kind of like, yes. I'm sure they really appreciate yeah. your clinic as well and yeah. all the work you guys do. It's it's great. You should have Brenda come and Nikki come down for one of these because we, they have, have great yeah. relations with our patients. So you should really invite them to one of these podcasts. I think <laughs> we invited be. them last year. Um, we invited them last year. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I know it's hard for them to get away too. Yeah, they have a great relationship with all of our patients, and they've been <clears> there <throat> since day one. And yeah. And that's where it all begins when that patient walks in the door and they mm-hmm. see a friendly face or they get a friendly, you know, friendly phone call, person on the other end of the phone call. And, and that's where it all starts to making those relationships. And then, of course, the providers like Marina and myself and all of our pediatric dentists and general dentists, they do the services. But the, the front desk does a lot of I know. work to keep everybody happy and keep things rolling. I know. Yep. And it's such a successful program. You need to come down and see us. I'm over come, 21. We'll give you a tour. No, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a tour. We'll give you a tour. <laughs> well, you got, I'm trying to think what else is there in the shopping center. I want to say Mayflower, but I knew they would shut down for years. Because it's in the shopping center, right? Yes. With, with, the, food with the food line. The food line, that's mm-hmm. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew there was something. Yeah. I couldn't remember what it was. Brenda will give you but, a nice sugar-free lollipop. Oh, yeah. The sugar-free lollipops. Yeah, I take one every time I leave. <laughs> <laughs> one. 
Yeah, just one. Okay. I don't want to be greedy, <laughs> but I, I like the grape ones. Got to yeah. pretty I prefer giving out the stickers, to be honest. Mm-hmm. The kid, I don't know. I'm a little funny about the sugar-free lollipops because in my mind, a child doesn't know if that's sugar-free or not. Right. So I always say, it's sugar-free. I don't want sugar-free. <laughs> Speaking of the kids, because uh, I used to do career day you know, at elementary schools, and kids have great questions. Yes, they do. What are some of the, the questions that these kids are asking you? Well, of course, they always ask about cavities. Yeah. Well, and why do I get a cavity? How does a cavity form? So we answer that question. Marina, you're more than welcome to <laughs> describe how a cavity forms. Maybe that's a great mm-hmm. thing to so, you always have to think about your audience, because when I describe, when I get the question, or when I'm describing how we get cavities to my pre-Kers, it goes along the lines of, we have sugar bugs, and the sugar bugs eat the sugar, and then it makes this hole in your tooth, and all this good stuff like that. And then you also have to think about when you're educating your second and third graders, um, make it a little more high level for them and you know start talking to them about okay we used to call these sugar bugs but get them involved like what's another name for sugar bugs okay thinking about bacteria and the bacteria like to you know utilize this sugar eat the sugar and um, that's what's really causing our teeth to get these cavities and all this stuff so the education is a really big part of this program and really getting these kids to think about these things because if they're not going to the dentist these aren't things that they're thinking about but it's great things for them to know and understand and learn why they need to brush their teeth not just that they have to brush their teeth I would have never thought of something like that sugar bugs and all that well it's hard to tell a a four year old you got bacteria in your teeth that's causing stay away from sugar your teeth are going to fall out (laughs) but they understand (laughs) if I'm saying (laughs) you got sugar bugs we got to brush them away like oh okay I don't want bugs on my teeth yeah so and we use a lot of visuals yeah that helps a lot videos a a, a board that shows a a mouth that's an unhealthy mouth with bacteria all over and as soon as I show that they're all go oh and they scream and Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was going to say, I want to see a picture of this sugar bug. Okay. Right, we'll have to bring you a picture next time. It could be a mascot. Right. Sugar bug mascot. There we go. Are you going to wear the costume? I would probably fit in it, so. Oh. It's for a kid a lot when I go into the school, so maybe it could be the Oh. That's funny. Yeah. Any new programs this year that you didn't have last year? Yes, so we have uh, in-school toothbrushing at Halls Cross Road Elementary. This year our new program is the kindergarten classes are brushing their teeth in school. Last year we did the pre-K classes and now we have five kindergarten classes brushing their teeth wow. at school, which is awesome. Um, they do it typically right after breakfast because um, breakfast tends to be rather sugary in the school programs. Uh, unfortunately, you see them eating donuts and sugary cereal and juice. So it's wonderful that we can get in there with the brushing right after they have their breakfast. So it's been well received at Halls Cross Road. The teachers have been excellent. They've been very um, you know, helpful in getting us organized and they ha- we did some training with them and we keep in constant touch with the teachers if, and we supply all their program needs, the brushes, the toothpaste, and so forth. So we uh, have a nice relationship with the teachers for the brushing program. 
So that's new this year. And then also um, we're doing some programs and at the middle school level, which I think last year when we talked to you, we said we were hoping to yeah. get into the middle school. So this year for the first time, I'll be doing some dental screenings at Aberdeen Middle. Um, one of their social workers reached out to me and um, asked if I would attend an event. So we're doing that uh, in February. That's so a pretty Children's big school, Children's Dental it? Health Month. It is. It is. So that's a new initiative that we're doing this year. And then we also have an event coming up at uh, Megan's Place, which is right here in this building, uh, Woodbridge facility. We're doing uh, an event for dental health, and we'll be doing dental screenings and education for pregnant moms and the uh, clients at Megan's Place. And you know, you can let you describe Megan's Place, Molly. You probably have a better handle on that than I do. I'm gonna let Shelby. Shelby, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shelby probably is the best. Megan's Place is a place not just for pregnant and postpartum women, but for families. Uh, the majority of our participants are pregnant and postpartum women, but it's a safe place for families to come and not feel judged whenever they're accessing wraparound services. So that would be any service that they need for their family, such as WIC, um, support groups. We have support and educational groups, any health department service, even including dental. Mm -hmm. So we have things like the dental fairs and things like that going on there. And then anything outside the health department that we connect them with through care coordination. So vulnerable families or pregnant and postpartum women can come in and receive any health or related service in one safe space. And it's really pretty and bright. And we yes, had focus groups <laughs> and so that the families told us what they wanted in there. And we also have things like drop-in and play sessions and education sessions for breastfeeding and things like that. So it's a, it's a really fun little spot that we have here at the health department. Awesome. Yeah, the events are pretty great there. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to see that you're doing a dental program. We are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Now, is, is the general public allowed to come and visit any of these places? Any I don't see why not. I mean, I we have, you know, if there's like, um, like last time we were, when we became an accredited health department, we had a big open house and all of our community partners were invited. The, the mm -hmm. general public was invited. Um, but aside from the general public who use our services, I don't know if it would even be on their radar to just like go like visit the health department. Well, well, exactly because before I started this, I would have never planned on it. You know, but now that I'm right. learning more about it, now I know I got to get to the dental clinic and get my sugar-free lollipop. Right, a sticker. <laughs> and a sticker and a sticker. Not right. Sorry, Don. <laughs> In Megan's place, I'm, I'm, we did the one podcast for that. God, I love that place. So that funny. is awesome. Yeah. yeah and, and what was the last one? Oh, and then um, Having a Grease. Because that's yes. the first time I've been up there. Up there, yeah. And that was nice, too. Something I know, we do new. have so many locations that all have something different to offer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's good because it's spread out. Well, at least up and down. Well, no, because Bel Air's not really the 40 corridor. No. no, but it's it's something it's easy for everybody to get to. Most of our locations have a bus I was just stop. Say right? that, yeah. Do you have a bus stop at the not dental too clinic far. or not, not too far? Yeah, because yeah, it doesn't the bus stop at right, the library right, there. At the library and also down actually at the food line they have a bus yeah. and transit there. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So the transportation piece always could be improved, but 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 there are bus stops at each of our locations yeah. that they can at least. Take the bus what are the hours and days of the dental clinic? Uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 4.30. How big is it? 
We have um, three operatories on one side that the doctors work out of. Uh, three, excuse, excuse me, three doc, three operatories on the hy hygiene side. The hygienists work out of, and two on the doctor's side. So hygiene, so five dental chairs. Are the doctors volunteers? No, they're not. Okay, but the doctors aren't there five days a week. They are. Oh, they are. Yes, we have. Currently, we have. Oh my goodness, Marina, help me out. We have uh, two general dentists, mm -hmm. one pediatric dentist that we're trying to fill his shoes. He just had to leave last week, but we knew that. So. Right. Um, and then we also have a Saturday clinic every other Saturday for the Ryan White Clinic. And all that's on the website. Yes. So people yes. know. Okay. Yes. HarperCountyHealth.com. <laughs> so for Children's Dental Health Month, we're also trying to start something new this year at our next school we go to in February. We're going to George Lisby Elementary. And we're hoping to have a little contest for the children, like a coloring contest for the little guys, and then a poster-making contest for the second and third graders. Um, based upon the theme for, that the American Dental Association has put out this year. It's the 75th anniversary of fluoridated water. So we're going to ask the children to look at this poster and we'll describe to them what's going on here and so they can understand the importance of fluoridated water and ask the children to create a poster of their own. And we're going to judge the poster and uh, provide some kind of prize at the end. We haven't determined what that prize will be yet, but we'll, we'll make something it something, good. something appropriate so cool. for a second and third grade. Sugar-free stickers. Sugar-free stickers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we thought we'd uh, do something kind of fun and unique and in, in honor of Children's Dental Health Month and the initiative that the American Dental Association is um, asking us to spread the word about fluoridated water and the importance of it in our children's diet. So 75 years, Everybody's hard to believe. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's interesting because a lot of families don't understand the importance of mm -hmm. fluoridated water, and so many people are drinking bottled water and think that's the better alternative, but it's really not. Uh, it's not good for the environment, all the plastic, of course, and mm -hmm. families don't need to spend extra money on bottled water when they can drink tap water, and it's, it's perfectly safe. Harford County, I know, tests their water regularly and through the health department, and they issue a, a statement about the, the safety of our water. Um, so I'm constantly educating families about drinking tap water and encouraging them to not drink bottled water and drink the tap water instead. What about the people on well water? Well water, then we uh, give them a prescription for fluoride tablets to uh, okay. supplement. Because I know there's still a lot of people in, in the county there that are, are on well yep. water. That's one of the questions that we ask routinely. If we look at their address and we can see that they're not, you know, right in local area, we'll say, do you happen to live where there's a well? Well, I'll ask that quite, quite often to my families. So I came up with a good question then. You did. You Ooh, did. it is a first. <laughs> a lot of families don't know. They just, they're not, or they're renting and they're just like, well, I thought tap water was tap water. Yeah. And they're like, do I have fluoride in my water? So, because well, a lot of people are told not to drink well water, yeah, but I didn't know you could do this. Well, yeah, I guess tablets. Mm -hmm. And we also recommend fluoride rinses for the children, mouthwash as long as they can spit. Usually, a child can spit by the age of three. As long as they can spit, they can use a mouthwash, uh, fluoride mouthwash. And of course, we um, 
give fluoride varnishes to all of our children in school at the clinic. That's something we didn't even discuss. Fluoride varnishes? A fluoride varnish. It's um, like a little paste that's applied to the teeth with a small brush. So we do that to all of our children that consent to it at schools. Um, so we apply thousands of fluoride varnish treatments every year for the children. So fluoride varnish can be applied as many as four times a year. So they can have it at school, they can have it at the dental office, and they can also have it at their uh, physicians, at the well visits at the pediatrician. What about flossing? What age do you teach them to start flossing? Right, so at that first visit I was describing earlier when they're laying on the lap, the knee to knee exam, we can show a parent how to floss a child's teeth. When they have those two front teeth, they can start flossing them. And it's actually best that the parent starts working on their child's mouth at, at infancy age because the child gets accustomed to their mom touching their teeth, touching their lips, touching their mouth, and they just grow up with that. So rather than trying to introduce a brush when they're three years old or a right. floss when they're three years old, it's much better to start it at infancy. So that just becomes a part of their routine, just like bathing and washing their hair. So it's I was so saying, there's a trick to doing that too, isn't there? Well, I think... Which is probably why moms are better at it, because I know my kids have bitten my finger before when I tried it. So at that young age, we just tell moms wherever it works best for your child, they know their child better than we do. So they can lay the child on the bed and do it there. They can do it while they're in the car seat, if they want to do it in the car seat, if they're in while they're strapped and contained. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they can do it in the high chair. They can do it in the bathtub while yeah. the child's in one of those little bathtub rings that they're sitting in. So wherever it works for their child. So it doesn't have to be you know, necessarily standing in the bathroom on a step stool if they're at that age where they can stand on a little step stool. We use a, um, a technique a lot of times with the little ones where the moms, it sounds a little rudimentary, but the, the mom's in the bathroom and she sits on the commode. Obviously the commode's down. She sits on the commode, she puts the child in front of her um, with the child's back facing her mm -hmm. and then lays the child kind of back on her lap this way. So the child's laying backwards and then they automatically kind of open their mouth and the mom's behind the child and they can brush their teeth that way. So that technique works really well on maybe a two to three year old. It's much easier to ch brush a child's teeth from the behind, from the back, from the behind versus trying to do it in front of them. So we always tell them that. that. Yeah. It's much easier to get back yeah. behind them. Yeah. yeah. Because they'll I guess that way, open. too, it's almost like you're doing it brushing your own teeth. Right, right. So little tricks we try to tell moms. And Where were you when my kids were you know, <laughs> young? <laughs> they seem to enjoy those little you know, nuggets of information. And there's so much information to give a mom, and we only have a short amount of time sometimes, so that's why it's so great that we can see them at different places, at Megan's place, at school, at the clinic in the grocery store when we bump into a child and they want to show us their lost tooth and all these Aww. fun things, you know. So it's great, you know, working in the community, Marina. I think you'll really appreciate that as we go along and seeing some of these kids out there and following them as they grow up and it's really nice. So Just I'll wait see. 10 years from now, you're going to have one of these little kids seeing you at the store. <laughs> Miss Marina, look at my teeth. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. No cavities. Right. I, know. I hope they all say that to me. Nope. <laughs> yes. No sugar bugs in my mouth. <laughs> yes, unfortunately we're still seeing a lot of cavities. Even we, after the years that we've been doing our programs, we're still seeing a lot of cavities. 
Hey, but I mean, cavities are caused by more than just sugar as well, right? It's it's the bacteria. It's the not brushing, not the flossing. But a lot of sugar, the, the diet has a lot to do with it. And children are drinking way too many sugary beverages, as are adults. Mm-hmm. You see most people at their workplace with a can of soda or a cup of coffee with sugar in it or you know, almost Gatorade's really Gatorade. popular right now and people yeah. don't realize how much sugar yeah. is really in a Gatorade because yeah. oh it's better than soda but it's still got that sugar in it right and it's that constant sipping mm-hmm. you sip on it all day you constantly put that sugar inside your mouth you constantly change the pH levels in your mouth with tap water is it okay to add flavor to that or is that that's not going to mess that's up the fine fluoride is it if you add flavor okay so some of those products will, I'll recommend to moms if mm-hmm. they say, my child will not drink water. I'll say, well, then you know, try this, the flavored waters, as long as it's you know, sugar-free. They have low-sugar apple juice, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always cut my kids' water, or um, juice with water. Like, a, you know, just so I don't water, want having yeah. all the sugar, right? But now she'll say, I want apple juice and no water. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> she, so I buy the forty percent less sugar, and so like in the morning, if she wants a little bit of juice, I'll give her some, and so she'll say, "Does this have water in it?" Because it's it's very different tasting. Sure, but sure. I did find a juice box that has one gram of sugar. Granted, it's still sugar, but just like um, like a treat for her to have like a little juice box, and that's like literally the only flavored drink that I can find that does not have at least 10 grams of sugar in mm-hmm. like the little juice box. It's crazy how right. much sugar is in that stuff. Incredible. what we're accustomed to. I know. Whenever it's right. just what we well, like. Yeah. If you find something that is sugar-free and the kids love that sweetness, can you add like, I don't know, raw honey or stevia to it? Or is that bad for the teeth That's as well? for the teeth, yeah. Honey is? Yeah, it has Oops. sugar. sugar. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. if you're, if you start off with water, I mean, they say, you know, if, um, like, infants can have water after, you know, they're a certain age, then they're always going to be accustomed to water, and then that's yeah. just, like, what they're accustomed to drink. Exactly. So if you mm-hmm. can start them that young drinking water in between their meals, in between, like, their bottles, mm-hmm. then, you know, they might be more uh, accustomed to drinking the water. Exactly. And not necessarily knowing, like, what soda is. Like... I never drink soda. My husband, well, he's like Dr. Pepper, okay? Mm -hmm. So Piper knows. She's like, oh, is that Dr. Pepper? And I'm like (laughs) horrified that she even knows what that is because I'm like, she should not know what soda is. Like Anytime you can use ball. something to clean the corrosion off a car I know, battery, right, I know, right. you should not That's be drinking problem. it. Right. <laughs> a few other things that we do at that very first visit, we talk to parents about um, thumb sucking, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot of the children are at that age are sucking their thumbs or using a pacifier, so we talk about that. Actually, as they get a little older, about using a sippy cup, that's another problem that we see parents are putting juice in the sippy cups and child are walking around the sippy cup or access to that cup all day long or the bottle at bedtime bottle at bedtime like they go to sleep with the bottle right so there's all kinds of things that we talk about that first visit what age and i guess each kid's different but what age should you you know take the sippy cup and all that away from them 
Okay, so we usually say about the age of two, don't we, Marina? About the age of two, we start trying to yeah, just take but, that cup away. Yeah, every child's different. You know, you yeah. don't want to take the binky away while you're potty training and all those right. kind of things. Right. So it's different for every child. And you just kind of, it's a lot of talking with the parent and deciding, like, how do we do this? What's your child like? Habits, stuff like that. It's a lot of back and forth. That's not we know best. It's you know your child best, so let's come up with a plan of action. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And thumb sucking, that's got to be a hard one. Because, yeah, I mean, I've seen kids that are almost 10 years old still sucking their thumbs. Some folks yeah, can't, take, can't cut the thumbs off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Well, well, Why not? <laughs> my daughter, her problem wasn't the thumb sucking, but it was biting the nails. Mm -hmm. And we even tried that stuff that you put on your fingers. Sure. And I think she kind of liked the flavor. I don't know. <laughs> then I tried hot sauce. Yeah. She likes hot sauce. You know, yeah, but I mean, I mean, most of the time they grow out of it eventually, but unfortunately there's orthodontic concerns mm -hmm. that usually start to develop from the chronic use of thumb sucking or pacifier use. So. Well, I was going to say, because that can, can it mess up your teeth as well? Yes. Sucking the thumb? Okay. Yes. That's what I was mentioning. Orthodontics, Bob. As far as the movement of the teeth, yeah. actually, speech problems can develop as well from really prolonged use of thumb sucking, and yeah. So the placement of the tongue gets involved when the child is chronically thumb sucking and using a pacifier. So I never knew all that. All kinds of developmental things. So we see children in speech class as a result of long-term thumb sucking and pacifier use. So wow. Yeah, so we do work a little bit in conjunction with the school nurses and some of the speech pathologists at school when we have a child that we see at school. If we feel like they can benefit from some other services at school, we'll make sure we talk to the nurse about it and make sure they're being seen at school for those needs. So we all work together. and It's great. It's not just our mouths that we're concerned about in dentistry. We also take blood pressure on patients and pregnant moms, and we're constantly discussing their other health concerns and needs. We take a full health history on everybody that comes in the office and a holistic approach that we take now. It's not just the mouth. It used to be years ago the mouth was considered separate from the rest of the body, but it's all connected, it's all connected and physicians now are taking classes in oral health and all dental students are taking classes in anatomy and all those other things that they've always had to take care of. And so there's a the big, education never stops. Big movement towards uh, the two professions interacting and coordinating with each other more these days, which is great. I want to thank the Hartford County Health Department again for filling me with some new information that I didn't know about. And as you know, if you listen regularly, we have the Hartford County Health Department on once a month, the first Monday of each month, and we try to cover different things. And actually, if you want to... If you want us to talk about something, email me at rbennett at com. Somebody actually contacted me a couple of months ago, actually last month, and wanted to know if, if we could talk about you know, the flu and viruses. How do you know what the difference is? So we are actually going to be doing a podcast on that. But if you don't know what public health is, look it up. And if you would like for us to talk about something, let me know. And believe me, I will tell the health department and hopefully we'll talk about it. So, uh, again, I want to thank you all for listening. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please do so. And also, if you want to buy me a coffee, hey, the link's down there. 
All you got to do is up, buy me a coffee. And I want to thank Anne-Marie Battis for, uh, she is a monthly supporter of us. So thank you, Anne-Marie.